listener production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Welcome to another edition of the Summer Series of Morning Agenda, where we take a look back at the big events that have set the agenda in 2022. Today, we're looking at the roller coaster real estate market over the past 12 months and also looking at what 2023 has in store. Despite initial dire predictions at the start of the COVID pandemic in 2020, the housing market has defied many experts and soared between 20 and 30% in many parts across the country. A rapid increase in interest rates this year, though, has taken plenty of steam out of an overheated market. But what's set to happen with house and rental prices in 2023? Will the major price correction continue, or will prices bounce back if inflation and interest rates finally stabilise? Joining us now for her expert analysis and predictions for the year ahead is Eliza Owen, Head of Australian Research at CoreLogic Australia. Eliza, thank you for joining us for this special episode. It's been a roller coaster year. There's been no clear jump or fall in the real estate market, has there? It's been all over the shop. Yeah, we've definitely been through uh, a really a couple of years of extremes where nationally home values were up 28.5% through the past upswing. Um, and since really rate rises began in May of 2022, that's where we started to see a strong reaction and shift in the housing market, which has since taken values down about 7% peak to trough. And that's actually the sharpest decline in home values that we have on record. That's interesting, Eliza, because uh, you've actually released uh, the best report for 2022 with the market performance. So where have been some of the big growth areas we've seen throughout 2022 and then subsequently the areas or the suburbs that have actually crashed almost? Yeah, so I would say the main characteristics of areas that have performed well in 2022 uh, are areas that are relatively affordable. Um, Parts of regional Australia um, and Adelaide have definitely dominated this list. Uh, Suburbs of Adelaide uh, increased over the year upwards of uh, 30%. Uh, If we look at some of the worst performers, these are generally associated with more expensive pockets of the market. Um, So, for example, in in the um, worst performance over the past year, we've seen a 27% decline across Narrabeen in the northern beaches of of Greater Sydney. Uh, And the northern beaches more broadly has definitely been one of the weaker performers. And what about across the country, Eliza? Because what I've found really interesting, we've heard about this correction in the real estate market because it certainly boomed during the start of COVID. But then some places are still going in some circumstances a million dollars above reserve and then others are being passed in. There's no consistency across the board, is there? There is a lot of variation. And and again, I think the best way to probably think about it is that more expensive markets have been more sensitive to rate rises. And that's because people typically have to extend themselves more with debt to buy into these markets. So if you look at the variation of results that we've seen in 2022, it ranges from this peak to trough decline in the greater Sydney market where dwelling values are down about 11.5%. But then if you look at the smaller capital cities across Perth, Darwin and Adelaide, where typical home values are closer to five dollars or $600,000, Values are generally down less than 1% from a recent peak. 
Um, so I think 2023 will continue to be a bit of a mixed bag, uh, both in the purchasing market and in rentals. And just on that point with rentals, Eliza, that's also really interesting because we've seen such great inconsistency across people buying and selling homes across the country. But gosh, there's been a real rental squeeze on, hasn't there? We have even seen stories about people bidding for renting properties, not for buying them. I know. I think there's been some unprecedented behaviour in the renting space caused by what is really a, a bit of a rental crisis. And and we've seen record growth in rents up uh, about 10.2% over the 12 months to November. So that's a record annual growth rate. What we are starting to see, however, is that it's becoming a bit more of a mixed bag. So at the moment, growth in rent values is being led by units across Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And that's largely because of the return of overseas migration. Those are the areas where people coming from overseas usually settle initially when they come to Australia and usually they start off as renters. So it's putting additional pressure essentially on high density unit markets. What we're starting to see in smaller capital cities like Canberra and Hobart is actually a bit of a drop off in rents over the past few months. So that could be the first signs of a a bit of a shift in the rental market for some some areas of the country. Eliza, looking for the year ahead, I guess I wish we all could have a crystal ball to see what may happen in 2023. We've seen eight increases in the official cash rate over as many months. That's putting a lot of financial pressure on a lot of people. Do you think that we'll see a lot of uh, change in the real estate market come 2023? Well, I I think you're on point there in that housing market trends are largely going to be shaped by monetary policy and, and what happens with the cash rate. The expectation is that next year we'll get a peak in inflation, we'll get a peak in the cash rate, um, which at the moment, the median forecast uh, for the big four major banks is that the cash rate will top out at about 3.7%. Um, so that suggests further housing market declines to come. Um, there is a downside risk with a lot of people on low rate fixed terms rolling into a variable rate. Um, so going from rates as low as 1.95% into an environment where mortgage rates are between 5 and 6%, and that could create some risk to mortgage serviceability. Uh, But on the whole, I think the second half of 2023 in particular uh, will be shaped by potentially that cash rate coming back down, inflationary pressures starting to ease, and we'll still have a very tight labour market supporting serviceability as well, with forecasts that that would top out at around 4.5%. Eliza, you talked there about the financial risk and a lot of people are going to find it very, very tough to service huge mortgages at the moment, coupled with an increase in the cost of living, wages basically staying as they were and have been for a number of years, and also the rising cost of living and gas and power bills. How much of a financial risk do you think there will be for mortgage holders in 2023? Well, the RBA estimates that if interest rates or the underlying cash rate gets up to three and a half percentage points, remembering that it's already at 3.1, they estimate 60% of fixed term mortgage holders could see an increase in their payments of at least 40%. So it seems that for that cohort in particular, there is going to be a sticker shock when it comes to mortgage repayments. A couple of things to keep into perspective are that This is on top of an arrears rate, which is currently very low 
only about 0.7% of outstanding housing loans are in arrears, um, but we do think that rate could increase. On average, uh, serviceability is expected to be maintained, but for low-income households or, or people who face um, issues with employment, there's, there's definitely an increase of um, rising arrears being a risk at, at the margins. And what with that increased financial risk, Eliza, do you think we'll see a scenario which we did in the subprime market in the States and also 20, 30 years ago where there's negative equity in people's homes and they will be forced to sell and therefore, as we know, the real estate market is all about supply and demand and then that subsequently might have a long-term issue of then the market being flooded with people having to sell their homes? So this is a risk. I think we will see an increase in listings from a um, motivated selling perspective. Uh, I don't think it's going to be at the kind of scale of the subprime crisis that we saw in the US, for example, because Australia generally has much higher lending standards and higher capital uh, ratios against the debt that is lent out. Not to mention that when we talk about negative equity, we're also talking about surpassing um, the deposit level that people have put down for their homes as well. Um, And on that basis, we don't really see price falls that are steep enough to put recent buyers in a negative equity position just yet uh, on, on average. But, you know, there could be a bit of an increase in that risk position for some mortgage holders, no doubt. So, Eliza, if it's a bumpy ride, which many are predicting throughout the first half of 2023, do you think we could see the cash rate starts to stabilise, subsequently inflation, and then we could see an easing in the real estate market? Yeah, unfortunately, I think part of tackling inflation is a bit of that short-term pain. Um, Some unwinding in the labour market, a decline in consumption and a slowdown in economic growth, if, if not a shrinking. Um, in the economy. Um, But I guess that is the longer term uh, outlook in and keeping in mind that all of that is working towards um, sort of lowering inflation. So that's why I think a lot of forecasters are expecting a peak in the cash rate in 2023. Uh, And as that starts to come down, that's where we could find a bit of a flaw in the housing market decline and potentially some stabilising in the cycle once that happens. So the mixed bag with the real estate market set to continue in 2023? Yes, I think so. Uh, Definitely a mix of headwinds and tailwinds. Um, But on average, I think we should see that mortgage serviceability hold up. Let's hope so. Eliza, thank you so much for joining us and for your expert analysis today. Much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Listener.